What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Casual Big Ten Podcast. Today is Monday, January 15, 2023. My name is Kent Peterson. I'm the host of this show. And on today's show, we're going to talk Big Ten basketball. Just like we do every week at this time, starting last week. Actually, starting this week. Decided last week, though, that... Mondays and Thursdays are going to be my basketball episodes. I'm committing to that, and I will be back every Monday and Thursday to talk about basketball and the goings-on of the Big Ten Conference, all the drama, all the upsets, all the other drama that takes place in this conference regarding basketball uh don't have any notes today it's going to be a quick episode um just going to kind of fly through some scores talk about who's been winning who's been losing and then update the standings and then we will uh call it an evening but first i want to update bet big uh talked about this on thursday's episode i'll continue to talk about this every every episode i'd like to update everybody as we go through uh the big 10 season here Bet big on Twitter. You can be involved. If you follow at casual big 10, you can uh, make picks every day in the big 10 conference. Every time there's a game, I will have the spreads and the totals posted on my Twitter in a nice, clean little Twitter thread. And you can vote on the polls every single day. You can be involved in this. And uh, the polls right now are in second place. They are tied with me. We are 43 and 35, us as a team. Um, well, we're not really a team. We're competing against each other, but we're tied at the moment. Bet big Brad, just like football season, is back in the lead. It's pretty impressive how quickly he took the lead. Like last week, I was up by like five games. Now he's up five games. It can switch that quickly. He's 48 and 30. And then B1G Wilson. B1G Wilson. 39 and 39, he's been um it's fun. I'm laughing because like every day he's been either two and two or three and three. He's just the most steady 500 uh basketball picker I've ever seen. I mean, every single day, couple wins, couple losses. Just as as consistent as it gets. Um, so once again, bet big on Twitter at Casual Big Ten. You guys can be involved in that. Let's talk about what actually happened. On the basketball court, we'll take you back to Friday to get it started. We had Minnesota, Indiana. Um, in this game, I think that the standout really was on the losing team. It was Pharrell Payne. Um, I think he had a great game, uh, a coming out game, really, because he hasn't had big games like this all season. He's coming off the bench, but he had 17 in a losing effort. Indiana wins 74-62, to a game that, you know, at, at this time of year, you want to win these games at home. Indiana on the cusp of a Big Ten tournament bid, but they're going to have to start stealing some on the road. I'm going to say stealing some. I don't think they're a very good team. I've admitted that. I don't think they're very good. I don't think they have enough shooters. I don't think that they play consistent enough on either end of the court, and um, it's just going to be really tough for them to get a tournament bid, I think, at this point unless they really start turning things around. But this was a good start. Minnesota at home. Minnesota had been playing well going into this game, and it looks like we'll talk about them more in just a second. They might be on a slide now. Iowa gets Nebraska right after Nebraska gets the big upset win against Purdue at home. They have to travel to Iowa. And 
really got embarrassed, I thought. I mean, Iowa is a place that even Michigan has won this year, which is insane to lose to Michigan at home uh, for Iowa. But they come out in this game, like I said, catching Nebraska right after that Purdue game, and they beat them. They beat their buns, really, 94-76. I thought that in this game specifically, I'm just going to make a couple notes about each game. It was a... (laughs) It was a stark difference defensively from the team that they were playing. If you're talking about the Cornhuskers, they just got done playing against Zach Eady where they kind of really, I thought they did a great job guarding the paint in that game. Um, I talked about that on Thursday where they kind of did it one-on-one with uh, Mast and didn't need a lot of help with Eady. And I thought that was a great strategy for them. Um, And it was able to free up, the uh, guards to guard the perimeter. In this game, though, they did not guard the perimeter. They did not guard the perimeter. I don't even have it pulled up right now, but I think I remember it was 15 three-pointers for Iowa, and Nebraska only hit four. And any game where Nebraska is only hitting four three-pointers, it's going to be really tough for them to win, whether they're at home or especially at a place like Carver, Hawkeye Arena. Why did I say Hawkeye like that? Hawkeye arena it's gonna be really tough for them to win on the road uh when they only hit four three-pointers um against an iowa team we go to saturday wisconsin beats northwestern 71 to 63 i still think uh northwestern is going to be a tough team to beat the problem is wisconsin's really really good wisconsin's really really good max Schmidt, big game for him 24 points it's just really impressive from the badgers perspective a different guy is doing it every night. It's either AJ Store or it's a uh, crawl or it's wall or uh even sometimes Chucky Hepburn. Like he can get it done every now and again. I'm not the biggest Chucky fan in the world, but um he's been playing consistent for them doing what they need him to do. Uh Wisconsin still scoring a lot even in this game uh, against a tough Northwestern team 71 points. And uh, I, I just really like Wisconsin. I'm all in on them. I think that they have a legitimate chance to win the conference, even against Purdue. Even against Purdue, I think that they, I mean, they could still lose to Purdue. Uh, man, it's going to be tough to lose to them twice, I guess, and still win it outright. But if they could beat Purdue once, then that would give Purdue their third loss in the conference. And then Wisconsin would only have one. I don't know who else can beat Wisconsin. I don't know who else can beat them. Even on even on a home, uh, I was going to say home field advantage, on a home court, like Wisconsin went to Michigan State and already won. So, um, you know, that's a tough place to get a win. So I think Wisconsin can win anywhere. I think they're built for the tournament. I think that their style of play and uh, their coaching and their defensive uh, effort that they put in and how uh, consistent they are defensively, I think they can make a run in March. I really do. I like Wisconsin a lot. Uh, the other guys I was just talking about, Purdue played Penn State. Nothing to say about this game. This was a blowout. Purdue. I, here's what I'll say. Um, Purdue didn't cover, and they very easily could have. This game could have been real, real ugly for uh, the Nittany Lions. This could have been by 50, I think, if Purdue really wanted to. I mean, at one point, I think it was 30 points in the first half, wasn't it? It was close to that. I know I texted uh, Wilson I think it was like 16 minutes to go and it was 30 points. You just don't see that a lot in college basketball unless someone's having a really bad night. But this was just a, a matter of a team that was just super um, overmatched, I'll say, if they were Penn State. 
Um, the one thing I'll point out for Purdue, I thought that it was really impressive how well they got out on the fast break this game. 21 points via the fast break, and uh, that's higher than they usually get. It's really high for college basketball to score that many in general. Uh, so impressive on the fast break, just doing all the little things right. You know, Purdue, there's, what else do you need to say about Purdue? Uh, Sunday, we're moving to now. This was yesterday. Michigan State. At home, they beat Rutgers 73-55. to The only thing that needs to be talked about is Steven Izzo. Scores three points in this game. He gets the and one with 33 seconds to go. And uh, it's the only thing anyone was talking about after this game. But uh, in all seriousness, though, let's talk about the real basketball. Um, I thought that Rutgers played really well in the first half defensively. Now, they were still losing. But I really liked how active they were. They were uh, causing a lot of steals, and they were getting in the passing lanes, really disrupting what Michigan State was trying to do on the offensive end, and, but still losing because they missed a ton of layups in the first half. Um, I wasn't able to watch the second half. I got a little busy yesterday afternoon. So um, the next time that I looked up, I think there was five minutes left, and it was like almost Steven Izzo time. So I'm not really sure what happened in the second half. I'm, I'm assuming that Rutgers... It felt like, here's what I'm guessing happened. It felt like Rutgers probably ran out of gas because they were playing so hard the first half defensively. And usually when a team plays that hard and they're still losing, they can't keep that effort up for 40 minutes. That's probably what happened in Michigan State. Probably got some good looks. I will say um, I've been noticing Malik Hall stepping up for Michigan State. I think he's been their most uh, consistent, I'm not going to say scorer, but I just say overall player. And I, I tweeted something about him last week, and I got some pushback about his effort on the defensive end. I hadn't noticed that. It's something that I'll keep an eye on going forward. It just seems like every time I'm looking up at a Michigan State game, Malik Hall's hitting a fadeaway or he's getting uh, a drop pass when someone's driving and he's laying it up. And um, I like what Malik Hall's been doing. The big shocker this weekend yesterday, also Maryland at Illinois. Somehow the Terrapins... Go to Champaign and uh, steal one. Steal one from the Fighting Illini. I don't know what was going on in this game. Um, it just, Illinois was tired. I think Illinois was tired after that Michigan State game. But, I mean, that's not really a great excuse because Michigan State was in that same game. And, uh, you know, they got a win. They got like a 20-point win uh, at home. And they were the ones that had to travel. So... Not a really great excuse to just say that you're tired. Um, tough to tough to beat Maryland when Jameer Young has his second most points of the year. 28 points from Jameer Young. Uh, Julian Reese was getting what he wanted inside, which he has not been able to do this season. Even Dante Scott was scoring inside. I don't think that Illinois has a personnel problem on the inside. I think that this was just one of those games. It was just one of those games. Coleman Hawkins got in foul trouble, and there's not really a lot of other help that they have down on the block or near the block when um, when he's not in the game. I'll just put it to you like that, I guess. 76-67 uh, to 67 was the final score. Damask had 26 points in a losing effort. I'm not worried about Illinois. And uh, on the flip side, I'm not really excited about Maryland still, even after this win. This is a great win for them. It's a great resume win. If they had any sort of a resume to put together, this would be a good win to put on it. But they don't, though. And uh, it's really rough for them, too, because you look at their upcoming schedule. 
And I, I know it's hard, to, it's hard to just write it off and just say, oh, I mean, they just beat Illinois. They could beat anybody, right? Well, I don't think so. They have at Northwestern, Michigan State, at Iowa, Nebraska, and then at Michigan State again. Five games where if they played like they did against Illinois in all five of those games, maybe they can win three or four of those. But I just don't see it. I haven't seen the consistency from Maryland. I think that they're going to drop at least three of these games. I mean, you're talking about going to Northwestern. I know it's not a crazy environment, but you're still going on the road, and I still think Northwestern's a good team. I think Northwestern wins that game. You have Michigan State coming to town who's really fighting at this point to turn their season around. I think that's a loss. You go out to Iowa, who scores almost 100 points every time they play in that arena. That's a loss. You have Nebraska coming to town. Maybe you could pull off a win right there against Nebraska, and then you go back to Michigan State. You're not winning at Breslin. I think they could win one of those games, maybe, if they play like they have all season. But it's just hard to say that because it's any given night in the Big Ten. So uh, it just kind of an interesting team to keep an eye on, but I, I'm just not seeing a turnaround happen for Maryland. I'm not getting too excited about them. All right, last two games. I'll go through these quickly because they just happened today. Michigan gets an upset at home. Yes, they were not favored at home. That's rare in the Big Ten. Uh, they beat their rival 73-65, to their rival being Ohio State. Of course, Michigan climbs to 7-10 on the year. Really bad year for them, but I guess a nice win. Ohio State, really bad loss. I mean, this is something that you cannot do. Even if it's on the road, you cannot lose this game. If you have aspirations of being one of those top four teams in the Big Ten, going into the Big Ten tournament, or even getting a higher seed in the NCAA tournament, not a loss that you can take. Just not a loss that you could take. Bruce Thornton, 19 points and six rebounds in the losing effort. And then the last game today, like I just said, Iowa scores almost 90, 100 points every time they play in their arena. Well, they went on the road and did it today at Minnesota, 86 to 77. Ben Cricky, every time he gets the ball, if it's between 14 and 18 feet, that thing is dropping. He does not miss that shot. Um, I thought that Garcia played good. Obviously, he played good. He had 30 points, but he really carried the load for Minnesota today. Um, I talked about um, – I didn't talk about it on my show. It was on the Big Ten huddle. Talked about how Mike Mitchell needed to score. He knocked down a three late in the game. It looked like they were going to pull closer, but just too much Iowa in this game, and Iowa gets the win. They're 11-6 and six now. They're 11-6 and six now. Let's take a peek at the standings. Um, I'm talking about everyone's record, so let's point it, pull them up all right next to each other. Excuse me. Wisconsin 5-0. They're at number one in the conference right now. Purdue, Indiana 4-2. Um, Illinois 3-2. Northwestern 3-2. Nebraska 3-3. Minnesota 3-3. Minnesota's still right there. Even after losing two games like later on in the week, they're still right there in the middle of the conference. Iowa also 3-3. Maryland's right there with them. And then the bottom tier teams at this moment, Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State, Michigan, and Rutgers. I do want to bring up one point about our number one ranked team right now in the conference, uh, Wisconsin. They're not being ranked nationally, though. I follow uh, Scary Alvarez on Twitter. He's kind of leading the campaign about getting the Badgers ranked higher. I, I believe they got ranked today. I mean, they have to be ranked at this point, but still not in the top 10. And uh, still getting disrespected. I feel like um, I feel like people that vote maybe just don't know what Wisconsin has done yet this year. I mean, undefeated wins at Michigan State, um, 
5-0 and in the conference. I know I just said undefeated. They beat Marquette. They have some nice wins. They're right up there with Purdue as far as, I mean, Purdue has better wins than them non-conference, but they're right up there with Purdue. They're right up there with Purdue. I think that they should be creeping, if not inside the top 10, uh, especially who do they got the rest of the year here? Let's let's go back to this real quick. Who's Wisconsin got at the rest of the year, but next week? Can they get in the top 10 by next week? Who are they playing? Is it anybody good enough? We got at Penn State. That's not going to help. That's going to be a win for sure. But then Indiana coming to, man, all their, I feel like all of their tougher games have been at home. Then they go to Minnesota. Then they get Michigan State coming. I mean, they could win their next four. Then they're really going to be top 10 if they win the next four. All right, uh, Coach of the Year talk. I wanted to just discuss this real quick. I feel like it's that time of year. Um, I don't really have a position quite yet. Everybody knows that Chris Collins is my favorite coach in the conference. He's not having a good enough year to get it this year. Uh, Brad Underwood, I think, has been disrespected for a long time. And with everything that he's been going through, I feel, and I when I say everything he's been going through, Terrence Shannon Jr., being out for the year, especially if he actually is out for the year after this hearing finally takes place. Um, if he's able to keep Illinois near the top of the conference and contending by the end of the year, I think that he's a front runner for it. Matt Painter doesn't get the he doesn't get the benefit of the doubt because he clearly has the best team. No offense to Wisconsin. He's got the best player in the country on his team and some other really good players. So it's like really hard to just be like, all right, he's the best coach because they have Zach Eady. It's hard to say that. It really is. I mean, it's no offense to Purdue or Matt Painter at all. You just have to look at like who's actually doing more. To me, the award should be called who's doing the most with the least. You know, I think that's what the award should be all about. It's not all about, but that's who should get the award. Greg Gard. Now, if they stay... If they stay undefeated for like another week or two, he's got to get it because nobody really picked. Nobody picked Wisconsin. Sorry, I was thinking about another team, what I was going to say next. No one picks Wisconsin to win it. So if they win the Big Ten, it's got to be him. It's got to be him. If Illinois is in the top three, I think that Brad Underwood has a conversation. And then if Minnesota can stop losing so much, it's got to be Ben Johnson because they were picked to finish last by like everybody. It's it's sort of like uh Northwestern was in football. No one expected them to win hardly any games and they're sitting at three and three, 12 and five overall. Um, I mean, he's got a right to say, to stand up and say, Hey, what about me? What about me? Little old Ben Johnson in Minnesota. What about me? Do I get some credit for doing more with less? Yes, Ben Johnson, you do right here on the casual big 10 podcast. You will get that credit. All right. I got to get out of here. Uh, coming up this week on Thursday, I'll be back with another hoops episode. Um, I want to try to get Bet Big Brad and uh, Wilson on. So if you're on YouTube and you want to see that, leave a comment. Say get those guys on. I'm also on the Big Ten Huddle every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Regular people time. That's Central. Um, what else was I going to talk about coming up? Got the episodes coming up. I'm going to try to get some. I've been, I actually have been actively DMing um, some Big Ten people to try to get on the podcast. So I'm, I'm looking to get some guests for these Monday and Thursday shows. And I'm shooting for the stars. I'm not going to lie. I'm not just asking anybody to come on. I'm, I'm, I'm shooting for some high level guys. 
So if I don't get anybody, it's because maybe I'm shooting a little bit too high. But if I do, it's going to be really exciting around these parts. It's going to be really exciting. Appreciate everybody listening. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit subscribe. If you're listening on a podcast, listening device, drive safely. Leave five stars if you'd like. Um, one last thing, go Lions. Can I talk about that for a minute? Lions won a playoff game for the first time since I was five years old. It's the last time they won one. And uh, I know I don't talk about my fandom a lot on this show, but I am not hiding the fact that I'm a big Lions fan. Go Lions. Beat whoever we're playing next week. It's either going to be the Buccaneers. We'll talk about that on Thursday. We'll do a little uh, Lions preview on Thursday. How about that? Uh, Appreciate you guys listening. We'll talk to you all uh, on Thursday. We'll see you at that time. (laughs) We will see you in the future.